Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of the Moz Isley Boys. This is going to be our Star Wars podcast where a bunch of homies who love Star Wars come together, debate Star Wars, share their opinions, and review all of the recent Star Wars content that we've been seeing out in the world. Today's episode is going to be featuring our two hosts, myself, Ethan Glenn, and Noah Joslin. We have another host who will be joining us in the next episode, but we are going to be talking about how we come to fall in love with Star Wars, and why we love it so much still to this day. So if you guys enjoy the episode, make sure to follow the podcast, share with a friend. We're very excited to start getting rolling. Every other week, you will expect an episode, and we'll see you guys in the episode. All right, here we go. Episode one of the Moz Isley Boys minus one. You got me and Noah here today. Noah, we've been waiting a long time to get this podcast started. Yes, we have. <laughs> but we're finally here. And today we want to just share with you guys, our listeners and people who have been interested in the podcast, a little bit about our Star Wars background, how we come to know Star Wars what made us still want to keep up with Star Wars, even to this day from the time we discovered Star Wars and everything in between. So I'm going to let Noah kick it off if he don't mind. Yeah. So like as a kid, I've seen all the, the Star Wars, the original trilogy that is. Um, and I wasn't too into Star Wars at that point, but when I was, I don't know, in intermediate school, my uncle had gotten uh, my brother and myself the Lego Star Wars Complete Saga, oh. and <laughs> if you you know, that's you know, probably the best game of yeah, all time. It, it honestly, it's up there. That was my childhood for like three summers in a row, and I just remember every Saturday because we weren't allowed to play video games during the week. So every Saturday and Sunday, I'd had go knock on my mom's uh, bedroom door and she'd be like, Oh, what? And I would have to ask permission to go play the game. And, and it was always me that asked permission because my brother was too scared too. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I beat, we beat that thing so many times. It's unreal. We would farm the episode three mission, the space mission <laughs> yeah. over and over for, for gold and whatnot. Episode four's first mission was pretty good for that too. It really was. Yeah, when it was Leia and that captain. Mm-hmm. And then I think then my dad started playing games too, which is weird. And he got the Force Unleashed, and we played through that. I didn't. Win, I didn't play it that much because I was still really young at the time, and it was pretty graphic for. You know, a little, as young as a little, know. a little eight year old, you know. So I just watched my dad, and then I just remember uh, the bull rancor boss fight like halfway <laughs> through the game, and uh, we him not being able to beat it. And so, what he would do is like, I didn't even know what YouTube was at the time, I didn't know what internet was, but hey, he we had to, he's like, well, we have to resort to YouTube. And that was the first time I ever watched a YouTube tutorial. It was on how to beat the boss ranker. And now... <laughs> I know, that just I, opened up a whole new thing. It, it really did. 
And I just remember have when I finally got my hands on playing the Force Unleashed, I beat the boss, the the bull ranker my first try. And I I don't I don't know. I bragged so much to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this boss took you 15 tries. Well, this only took me one try. That is when and, your toxic <laughs> behavior started. It honestly started that day. But honestly, um, the Star Wars video games is what really got me into Star Wars. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of like the prequels at the time in my younger years. I just I felt like Star Wars video games were super fun because I was able to like build relationships with my brother and my dad during those times. But then another thing, um, we used to have the store called Hastings. And I don't know if that's like a big retail store or not, but they had, they used to sell used Star Wars books. Like what, what back then it wasn't considered legends, but nowadays it is. But I remember it was, we, my dad had borrowed like the Yuzon Vong series from my uncle and we read through those and it was a good time. But we eventually, my dad, went insane with it and started buying every single Star Wars book that you could possibly have. And, and I eventually read through all of them as well. So, and that's why, you know, I, I actually despise the sequels. So no, <laughs> it's because of uh, my love for the books and stuff. So but yeah, that's, I'm struggling with Star Wars, but Man, the OG Star Wars stuff, huge fan of it. Dude, that I just never I never like got into reading the books. Mm-hmm. But I would watch like YouTube breakdowns of the books and stuff. And so it's like I learned the content in the book, but not all the details mm-hmm. yeah. in the book because I didn't actually read it myself. But yeah, we've already talked about in our build up to having the Moss Isley boys that Noah liking or disliking the sequels so much and me liking the sequels enough to argue Noah about disliking them <laughs> yeah. may have some very interesting directions in the future. But well, my first, uh, my first books that I read were about the Darth Bane trilogy. You know, have you heard about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the wise? Well, like, <laughs> that was like the rule of twos, like, on how the whole thing got established and and I've read the Darth Bane trilogy four or five times is just that's some heat fiction if you need a good Star Wars book recommendation I'm telling you Darth Bane trilogy by Drew Carpishan is pretty goaded yeah I've thought about going back and reading some of the books now I just haven't done it yet because I don't know I just haven't done it yet but it's really been something I've like borderline been close to doing so yeah who knows maybe i will at some point but i'll share my build-up of star wars similar story i had somebody older than me you know expose me to star wars introduce it to me actually is a way more appropriate term <laughs> than expose it's not, it's not crack we promise <laughs> so I, it was my dad who introduced me to star wars he was he like remembers when episode four first came out episode five and he saved up and 
got enough money to buy him a movie ticket to get to watch episode six in theaters, the return of the Jedi. And he said, it's like one of the coolest things he's ever done. Cause it was just, he said, you've never seen anything like star Wars. And he got to go see the finale of their huge trilogy. And so just hearing his stories about, it, I thought, well, I need to watch it. Well, the reason he decided to show me is because if I'm correct, revenge of this revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. Yeah. And I was about five years old. And so he had just come off now watching the sequels because he'd watch all the sequels. I mean, the prequels, I mean, all the prequels in theaters because he loved Star Wars first, the original trilogy. So he, as soon as he finished episode three, he says it's time. And so he showed me the movies, said we should watch them one Saturday afternoon. And we watched them in order, four, five, six, one, two, three. And it was like, it was just insane. And I just watched, like, I, I'm, I haven't done this since, but you know how people, when they love a movie so much, they just get on that thing where they could watch it three or four times in a row. Yeah. And you know how that's amplified when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like you hear about those kids watch like some of these movies, like frozen, like a hundred times. Like now I couldn't do that. But when I was a kid, I could. Yeah. That, that would make me rot my brain out. Honestly, watching frozen a hundred <laughs> times in a row. What could we're you talk- imagine? I couldn't imagine. I can't imagine that. I also couldn't imagine watching Frozen 2 or Moana that many times. Yeah, I hate Moana. I Moana's have, not that bad. It is. <laughs> I, hate, rock. I hate Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You do hate him. If he was in Star Wars, oh, it'd be over. Dude, what if they did bring him in Star Wars? Like they brought in uh they brought in Lizzo in a Mandalorian episode. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a backfire. <laughs> she was just like a side character. Jack Black was in there too. Yeah, but Jack Black's funny. <laughs> Their characters weren't supposed to be funny, though. He doesn't try. He doesn't have to try to be a good actor. Dwayne has to. He stuck <laughs> that in. What would he even do if he did get into Star Wars? Like, what I do you don't think? Know. Would he be a Jedi? Uh, would he be a villain? He'd probably be try to be a Sith, and honestly, like a gray character. Be I feel like because dark of like side his, of the Force. What was that superhero movie he was in? Black Adam. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he like a neutral gray character in that movie or something? Yeah, like he was a bad guy, an anti-hero. Yeah, I feel like that's what he would be try to be in Star Wars, is an anti-hero. But he honestly sucks at acting. <laughs> hot take number one. It's not even really about Star Wars. It's not even a hot take. It's it's accurate. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I... Started, he showed me the movies. I watched them all. And then my very first gaming console ever was a PlayStation 2. I kind of got attached to the Star Wars games. And I played Lego Star Wars, the video game, mm-hmm. which consisted of movies one, two, and three, like Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it didn't have the prequels. No, no, or no, no original trilogy yet. It was just the prequels. And they had like, and honestly, I'm I might get a PlayStation 2 again because I still have my old memory card. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need to play those games. But anyways, it was like instead of having the uh Moz Isley ca- Cantina headquarters, you know? Yeah. It was in Dexter's Diner. Oh, that's sick. Dude, yeah. Have you not seen it? No. I we're thought you were at- talking about the original like the original Bro, like after this podcast, I'm showing you everything. Mm-hmm. And then next episode you can talk about what you've witnessed. It's actually really cool. It was really cool. 
And they came out with it first because it was in honor of the sequels releasing. Yeah. I mean, the prequels, the prequels releasing. And so I played that game literally to 100%. <laughs> I beat the entire game, every character, every minifigure. And like to be like seven or eight, that was a big deal. So then, sure enough, when I beat that one, my parents were patient and they said, All right, well, let's get you Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. Th- that's what I thought you were talking about, was this one. Yeah, so they they released them separately, and I played both of them. And you, can, bro, you can get it PlayStation Two right now for eight bucks somewhere. Yeah, I'm about to repurchase those. <laughs> Don't tell Sydney. Anyways, I might have already done it by the time she hears this podcast. <laughs> it was just insane, and I remember playing both of those games to the dirt because in the Lego original trilogy, all you wanted to do was get, you know, this was the same for the complete saga. You wanted Ghost Anakin. Mm-hmm. Ghost Obi-Wan and Ghost Yoda. Absolutely. And then the Complete Saga is the best ever because I loved these two games combined. And I had played them both before I was seven years old because I remember when the Complete Saga came out. Yeah. And then I bought the Complete Saga for my Wii of all things. My uncle bought the Complete Saga like the day it came out and gave it to me and my brother. That it was, I, yeah. I can't remember and if that happened. but I don't even like, like, in, when I was little, it didn't like compute with me what he did. And like, but yeah. like growing up, like getting older, you realize that he's like trying to get us into video games and stuff. So, yeah, look at us now. Yeah. Gamers. We are gamers. Mm-hmm. But it was incredibly awesome. And so I played those two. Like I said, then I played Lego Star Wars Complete Saga. I actually was really late on the Force Unleashed games. I was probably like 12 or 13, 14 when I like actually first was willing mm-hmm. to try it. But it was just something that was awesome. And then I remember when I got a little older, I found an old copy of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith for the PlayStation 2. And I never actually was able to do it on my own. But if you like beat the game on the hardest difficulty, you can get the secret ending. Have you heard about that ending? The secret one? No. So like, there's that movie game. Yeah, the yeah movie, they used to make the games one. for each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They I made played it. them, yeah. And if you beat it on the hardest difficulty, Anakin, he succeeds on the move he attempted on Obi-Wan. Mm. And he kills Obi-Wan. And all it gives you is that moment and then a cutscene where the Emperor shows up. And this time not in haste because Anakin's dying, but he shows up. He's like, you've done well, my apprentice. And Anakin kills him. Mm. And right there, and he's like, He's gonna lead the empire. Yeah, and it's, it's Darth Vader in his most terrifying form, Mine without empire. any of the hindrances. <laughs> yeah, because I think Anakin. There's all these rumors. This is a whole other topic that we can indulge into. Honestly, I don't care to think about if Darth Vader were ne- like if he was never damaged. Now you would immediately think he would have been way more powerful, but. His menacing thing was he was very strong with the force. Mm-hmm. And don't you, do you think it was because his physical body, in terms of his athletic movement, flexibility was hindered? So he had to rely on the force even more. Like if he never had to rely on the force that much, do you think he would have been as strong with the force as he was? I don't know. I think his Darth Vader's whole thing is what makes him scary is a man behind the mask, you know? And um, I think. I definitely think him being almost robotic in a sense made him rely heavily more so on the force daily. And so, yeah, I definitely I mean, he would think have it to made the force to like 
Dagum live like you know those couple of those books and comic strips where he's like his mask breaks or mm-hmm. he doesn't have his helmet he's in a combat moment he has to like stay alive he's keeping himself alive with the force but also fighting at the same time yeah and i'm just like that's a strong connection to the force and i just don't i wonder if he would have had that strong of a connection if he didn't have to rely on it in that way like if anakin would have never hurt himself like yeah if he would have never needed the suit yeah, I, I do know. think he would That's have compensated. Crazy. He might have compensated in his dueling, though. Because Lord have mercy. Hankin Skywalker was a duelist. Mm-hmm. But that was a, that's a tone take. I got to get back on track. <laughs> it was... Uh, so I played the games. I started loving Star Wars. I played, got a complete saga in 2007. I played it. And like I watched Star Wars so much. It, it was like... Like those annoying kids who watch like Frozen or Moana, I came home and I watched Star Wars like almost every day after school. And even when we'd go on trips, you know those little movie players you can plug into the cigarette lighter. Oh yeah, thing? Mm-hmm. I'd watch Star Wars. Yep. And sometimes I'd be like, we're going six hours there, six hours back, and like for a family trip or something. Man, you I'd only take. Well, I'd only take two and rewatch <laughs> them. <laughs> and one of those was Revenge of the Sith, and the other one was Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because I loved their endings. Return of Vengeance is setting up the whole trilogy and the Return of the Jedi was a great ending. Like mm-hmm. this amazing ending to a a trilogy or a uh, what's it? What's what's like the whole the saga? The saga. End of the yeah. saga. And so I loved it. And then this is where my fandom really kicked off. So I'm a Star Wars fan. I've watched it probably when I was like five years old on. Beat the complete saga in 2007. Beat it before like just a couple of weeks I beat it. I played through like a hundred times and then Star Wars, the Clone Wars came out mm-hmm. 2008, the movie first. And dude, I loved it. And it was like another one thing was with my dad where he'd watch it with me. And so every Friday night, cause it was on Fridays at like every, seven. Yeah. At seven Cartoon network. <laughs> yeah. We'd go, we'd come together all those times and we'd watch, Lego or we'd not Lego. We'd watch Star Wars: The Clone Wars. No, because I would watch Avatar: The Last Airbender and then go and watch uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars right after. Uh, that was that was my Fridays. And you're just like stoked, and you're just happy mm-hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. And so I watched. I'd watch that every single week with him, and then eventually Disney bought Star Wars. I mean, I, we were like religious watchers together. And they bought Star Wars. They do their kind of the appropriate term could just be. It was like good episodes, but it wasn't the ending of the Clone Wars you wanted that season six. Yeah, the lost chapters, something like that. Yeah, it's like they were good episodes. I love seeing like Yoda go on that mission to the Sith world. I don't know, but I can't remember the specifics of why he went. I know he was called. But the it's idea, been a minute since I've seen it, so I haven't. I don't really remember it that well. He either. like goes to one of the Sith worlds, like Origins of the Sith, and like mm. he's just trying to like. I think he. I think he was trying to learn the hour, like the ability to have life after life, like because I think he like sensed there was like some buildup where he like sensed, um, Qui Gon, like mm. knew he was alive. Yeah. And I think he was learning like how to reach Qui-Gon and how to like be able to do that, which is why in episode three, when he at the very end, when Obi-Wan's about to be sent, he's like, 
I have someone, I have a, like a thing for you to do. And it's like, to, to you're going to be taught by your old master. Mm. Which, in its ways of people complaining, the Obi-Wan show did address that. It's like, he had a hard time getting there, but then he finally got there. Where it was like, now he's come over his own personal journey. And Qui-Gon finally showed up and revealed himself. And it's like, all right, let's, let me show you what's up. But I watched all of Clone Wars. It ended. I, I like just because of like my spite. I didn't even start Rebels. I didn't care for it. I thought it looked cheesy, looked different. But also, I had to eventually try it because you know Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And when the season two dropped, changed the game. I mean, when Darth Maul got added to Star Wars Rebels. Changed the game. Changed the game. And even Ahsoka, I liked having Ahsoka in Rebels because mm-hmm. I liked Ahsoka and she was one of the only like true unique characters to the Clone Wars. Like yeah. Anakin Obi-Wan, we know them. Everyone else that'd be like those cameos, we know them. Captain Rex is one of the new ones as well. Bro, the Ahsoka and Vader fight. That, that gave epic. That gave chills, man. Chills. That. Yeah. Like just their whole dialogue. Mm-hmm. Where she's like. She's like, I'll never, I won't leave you, and stuff. And he's like, then you will die. Then you will die. <laughs> and even Vader, they did a good job in Rebels making Vader like Vader. Yeah, they did. Like when he approached when Kanan and Ezra like fought him at the very early part of the show, mm-hmm. they like threw that AT AT on him, and they like start walking away, and it starts making noise. It's because he caught it. <laughs> yep. He drops it, and it was crazy. And then he tells Ezra's like, I'm not afraid of you. And he says, I'll never forget this line. He's like, Ezra's like, I'm not afraid of you. He's like, then you will die braver than most. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> that is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that almost gave me the reactions of Rogue One's Darth Vader scene. Yeah. The five, the like the short 10 second clip of Darth Vader masquering. I rebels. can't even. I. It'd be honestly. It would sound sus if I gave to. I could explain to you on the podcast how that scene made me feel. I don't know. I feel the same way. I mean, he, it was amazing. Like and the net, yeah. slaughtering them, and it's not even <laughs> slowing down his walking. Mm-hmm. He's just and, walking and seeing them like bang on that, like screaming for help. I'm like, I can relate. I would. <laughs> that would be me. It's like, just help me, please. <laughs> Oh. It was cool. Now, Rogue Rogue One is the best, probably piece of Star Wars altogether that Disney has put out. That Disney has been over. I agree. The Ahsoka show is really good. Yeah. I think Ahsoka is probably tied. All right, side for a second. The only reason I say Mandalorian, and I know I got off track again of my Star Wars thing. That's that's it. I watched Rebels. I liked Rebels. I've watched Disney stuff, and I still like it. So, yeah, pretty much there. But like. The Mandalorian, it was different, and I do think they needed the different. You know, like the I like how it was like direct. It was directed by Dave Filoni, but it was written by different people. Yeah, like each episode was written by a different person, and uh, I kind of liked that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it was him and John Favreau, the Mm -hmm. guy who wrote the Iron Man movies and played Happy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I didn't even know that till Star Wars. He started doing Star Wars stuff that he like directed the Iron Man movies. Really, I didn't know. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I know, and because he was like involved with it, and so I was like, "Dang, dude!" And I liked the Iron Man movies. The second one was obviously the most lackluster, but one and three I really liked. 
Yeah, number two was garbage. <laughs> number three, three. I, um, I love. It. I well, I like three because it showed his like. Ew. What number three? Yes, bro. Dude, number three had the after effect of the Battle of New York. Bro, you get to see Pepper's skeleton like crawling around on screen. That's weird. I mean, the villain was weird. I will agree, but like I, Tony Stark was my favorite hero. Iron Man was my favorite hero in the Marvel. Yeah. And so like seeing him, like have to go through. Like almost like the mental trauma it was of what he endured saving the whole world. I was like, that's kind of cool. So that's why I really liked it. But it was it was cool to see the Mandalorian because it was just like a change of pace. Space cowboy. I, I vibe with all this space cowboy vibe. I love the soundtrack for Mandalorian. Oh, I know. His theme. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like bum, 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 bum. like, oh yes, take me up now. Mm-hmm. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> And like, I the book of Boba Fett talking about that show. That was a, all right show. It's just they let Mandalorian derail it. Like they had two whole episodes, Noah, out of six, centered on the Mandalorian. Yeah. And I also just thought, here's this is my hot take. This is my it's, maybe it's not a hot take or maybe it is a hot take. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Lay it on me. So. Tamira Morrison, the man who plays Boba Fett, he played Jango Fett and voiced of all the clones in the sequel or the pre the prequel trilogy. Yeah. I think he's just lost his ability to play these scenes. And I'm just gonna be really honest with you. Because he's a little this is gonna sound so bad. But it's just it's all he's about a he- bringing he's him a, back. He's a he's a heavy set. He's a hefty dude, you know. And the idea is just he wasn't. So like when you look at like Boba Fett, when you look at Jango Fett, even in like the prequels, the hefty garbage bags couldn't carry him. You know what I'm saying? And he, <sighs> it's just, and it he sure couldn't carry his acting in that. And yeah, it was it was kind of a turnoff, honestly. His acting wasn't the same. Which also, I feel like they turned a stone. This is my only thing with Boba Fett. I feel like they took a stone cold character. And started to like give him emotions and a heart to where Boba Fett could have think of Boba Fett. Like I'm okay with Boba Fett kind of becoming an anti-hero too himself, like a good guy now. But that's what he was in the books. Yeah. It's just yeah, because he's he'll do the right thing at times, but he's also just like a bounty hunter. He'll mm. work for who pays him. <laughs> and like they they did a good job of letting his younger self kind of develop into that in the Clone Wars. Bro got yeah. eaten up by a Sarlacc pit and got spat out. There ain't no emotions there. I know. I know but saying. then when he got spat out, he was 40 pounds heavier. Yeah. How does that happen? And the whole timeline of it was, it was only like weeks, maybe days that he was in there. Like, I think, I don't know how long it actually like tried to write it, but like when he, when they brought him out, it was just not the same, you know? He must have lived off Jabba or something. <laughs> did Jabba go down there and he... Did Jabba's dead corpse fall down there and that's what he ate on? Is that what happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I, lo- I loved seeing him in The Mandalorian when he first appeared. Because I thought... That's a scene I liked. was whenever like you know he's tracking Mando. Mm-hmm. Mando's on that planet with... You've watched those episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm tripping, yeah. He's on that planet with Grogu 
trying to like let Grogu reach out on that force pedestal. Yeah. And you just hear his thing club and here comes his ship in the sky. I was like, oh, the slave one. I feel like they should have just left it. It's just like the slave one itself is so iconic. That's that's all they had to show was that. And you just know that Manda that Boba. that Boba is coming for you, you know. I know. I think they could have made it where like I knew they had to address him getting out, but I feel like I don't know. I just Boba Fett was show as it. I'd give it a six out of ten. It was maybe yeah. I I enjoyed some of the fight scenes were really booty. But I feel I like that's a that's a staple of Disney Star Wars just booty fight scenes. Yeah, dude, I don't get it because like when you look at the prequel trilogies, trilogy dude, that's S-tier. fighting. Ah, oh. like I know everybody does immediately go towards the best lightsaber fight of all time, mm-hmm. Anakin versus Obi Wan. But the second best lightsaber fight of all time is without a doubt the Duel of Fates. Yeah, Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and Maul. And the third is also in uh, episode three, the Count Dooku. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that deleted scene where he like tosses his saber up, catches it. And like, I know they still do their own lightsaber fights to this day, like even in new Star Wars, but like, they, I saw what they did. Did, I ever, did we ever talk about it? What they, why it's different? Why? No. So now they actually use like really strong blades that light up. So like they still add some effects, but like for the most part, they are using actual blades that like light up and they're a little bit heavier to where back in the day they used green sticks. Bro, grow some muscles and use those things. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, it's also just, it can be heavier, but the thing that made them move so fluently back in the day with it was they used like wooden stick sabers. Now, we know we know disney ain't hurting just use the use the sticks and add some effects to him i know because george lucas was paying for movies on his own yeah and so like, he was able to if he was able to take the time to edit that surely disney can did you ever hear that story about him paying for it on his own no Dude, this is crazy i was i star wars theory teaches me everything <laughs> but he had Fox support the movie in episode four, the very first Star Wars, just Star yeah. Wars. And he, they didn't pay attention to this, but in the contract, he wrote if he makes a sequel, if he makes it a trilogy, he gets the rights fully to four or five and six. So they were like, the, the story of it is, is like they were all like, oh my goodness, this movie did so good. Do we know if he wants to make a sequel? Yeah, dude. And no joke, the I read about it online. Like I investigated more than just his video about it. Mm-hmm. Their initial idea, because it was almost like a behind the scenes talk of it. Their initial idea for their sequel was have like Obi-Wan come back to life and all these like crazy things and for Luke and Leia to actually have a real romance. Oh, that's dog water. And but then they were like, so let's get to work. And they looked in the t- contract and they had signed a contract that said, if George wants a sequel and a third, he gets to make him himself. <laughs> so he like used all the money Star Wars one made and used it to make five and six. But it was like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he did because obviously Luke and Leia having a romance. Ugh. It's cringy, but also like understandable. Their little kiss in episode five. It was. Just- 
incest fully. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, that would have been awful. Like, because you love Han Solo. Well, like the biggest plot twist in all of Star Wars Cinema is Vader turning out to be his father, you know? So I know. We wouldn't and have had that. A if, sister. Yeah. We wouldn't have had that if Fox, with their greedy little hands, tried to take over. Yeah, they would have. But isn't it isn't it crazy how like he brought up the Clone Wars in yeah. episode four? He's like, mm-hmm. "You fought in the Clone Wars." Yeah, you and, and your father were yeah. the hero in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and it's like, dude, it's like that meme when you see uh, from Back to the Future. He's like, "Oh, you guys haven't, you guys don't know about that, but your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> your kids are gonna love it." Mm-hmm. But. It's just we need that kind of feel. And Ahsoka, for the most part, felt that feeling in of some of the awesome just Star Wars thing. But the fights were still – there was good fights and then there was eh fights. Like they couldn't even mellow it out. But it was still better than the sequel movie fights. Yeah, those were jokes. I fell asleep in the movie theater watching. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. And <laughs> the last one – I don't even. I've seen the last one one time, and it was in and that theater. I, and then I went back and I went to watch it with my friends again. I fell asleep. Oh my! God. It was boring. It was, those fights were so boring. Well, let, let's because I, for the most part, liked them. Will I say that they were as good as four, five, six, one, two, three? No. Will I say that they are close? Not really. That's also because I have those at such a high pedestal. But like, I still like them. So what? What? What exactly? This is your time to shine. What exactly do you not like about them? Well, for one thing, I hate that the story arcs throughout all of them are just repeated story arcs in the original trilogy. And I felt like the acting was so subpar; it was actually horrendous to watch. Like. Ray Skywalker, what is her name? Uh, what's the actor's name? She's awful. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, I didn't awful. think she was bad as mm. an actress. Mm. I'm Ray Skywalker. It's just like oh, <laughs> she says up. what she was told to say. Shut up. Just like shut up. <laughs> like that's so stupid. And the whole and you got to remember this is this is replacing my beloved legends and. When I saw the crap that Disney was putting out at the time, it just broke my heart because they had written material out there that would have been so much better. See, what so if it actually? St- what if it could still happen? Like, what if you're? I I know one of your legends you talk about is there to the Empire. Mm-hmm. What if that can still happen? No, I mean it can still happen, but it it's, looks like it could happen. Yeah, but also. <laughs> One of the things that made Heir to the Empire so good was like Han and Leia getting married and stuff and um, having their first kid, you know. And, and not turning into Kylo Ren. Jason Solo is never going to be a thing, you know. Yeah, that's true. They can make the theme, but there's still going to be many differences that they'll never get to see. Mm-hmm. And also, Mara Jade Skywalker is probably not going to be a thing either, so... And the Luke marriage with Mara—it's not going to be a thing. And yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Thrawn though will be there. Yeah, Thrawn. I'm glad they brought Thrawn back. He was. It's good to have him there. 
and they're really setting it up to be like a Luke Thrawn because I've heard them rumors that they've talked about not being fearful to recast Luke officially now to someone that like they said they're gonna let Mark Hamill be involved because all the times they've done deep fake Mark Hamill comes in and like does stuff like sometimes he'll like teach the guy who's doing deep fake like this is how he walks like this is his demeanor mm. this is how he would say that so they said they're gonna probably let him be someone who helps him find a replacement but I would be all right with it in terms of if it meant getting us because in the era of the empire, this is a theory people have. You don't see like Ahsoka because she didn't really exist at the time, but the idea is still like you have to, as Star Wars, you have to follow that order. Ahsoka's not in there. It was Luke, but they just confirmed how Ahsoka's not there because she got left in that galaxy. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I mean, that's a good point. And instead of bringing in a younger Jedi, like that's like, I guess unknown. Luke can encounter Ezra, which I think would be really cool. Yeah. I thought I like Ezra and stuff. And some people didn't like in the Soka show when he was like, I don't need, you know, the force. Or he's like, I don't need a lightsaber. The force is my weapon. I saw some people say he hasn't been trained enough to be able to say that. But you know what? I mean, he you did know, live by himself in a guy. <laughs> I know he lived by himself. You know, who else had to train himself because no one else was around. Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Bro, after episode five, when he gets his hand cut off and stuff, we know he doesn't go back to Yoda because in episode six, that's when he's reunited with Yoda. Yeah. And they have that reuniting moment. So he in that time of him by himself, by himself, he builds him a lightsaber and becomes eight times stronger than he was in episode five. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if he can do that, who's to say Ezra, who already has a pretty strong connection to the Force, can't just close his eyes, meditate his mind, and say, "Like, I trust the Force." And we and don't the force know. Teach him. We don't know what he found out there either. Yeah, for real, it's a whole Force planet. Like mm-hmm. they've said, that's the home of the Night Sisters, and the Force is involved in the Night Sisters. Absolutely, they're they crazy. They definitely are. <laughs> so that's our beginnings of star wars before we wrap up this episode let's both say one thing that we're looking forward to a future star wars stuff because there are some things that there's that can you don't have to say you don't have to use the word excited because i don't know you may be hesitant to use the word excited about some things but at least what are things that we are interested in seeing develop or play out um anything to do with the old republic i want to see what um, Disney wants to do with the Old Republic because the fans have been asking for it. For, I know it's about time for the longest time, and you know they kind of teased it in the last episode, whatever eight or nine, yeah. nine it was. And I mean, we're getting the Knights of the Old Republic remake and everything, and um, I'm just I want to see Revan. You know, I want to see Revan on the big screen. Revan needs to be officially canon. I he's, want he's emotionally canon. He needs to be officially canon. Yeah. I need I need to see my boy on the big screen in IMAX wearing three D glass. Yeah, wearing three D glasses. <laughs> I just want to reach out my hands and just grab my boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I need I the old republic. You know, I that's, want to see it too. Those are my favorite books is 
within the old republic. So I want to see my thing will be content between episode six and episode seven. Because like one thing people hate about sequels is how did Luke Skywalker go from our brave hero who this was a good point, Sam Witwer, voice of Darth Maul and Starkiller, made. But he had a good point of like, how does Luke go from I'm not going to kill my dad because that's not the Jedi way. Throw his weapon down in front of the biggest villain in all of Star Wars and say, I'm not going to fight anymore. Turn into my nephew's a threat to the dark side. I'm going to kill him. And I do think to where that is very far out there. Let's say that. I know if like Dave Filoni, he's going to do his best if he got, if he has the reins to like do his best to tie things in. Like he's maybe like in the Mandalorian, they tied in the cloning of Palpatine. Like mm-hmm. one of the episodes where they were talking about how he, Palpatine was like ordering them to make clones and practice cloning and all that. Oh, we got that in the Mandalorian. That was in there somewhere. And so, and even like there was Moff Gideon who was like ahead head of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like he's doing his best to like bridge that gap and explain some of those. Like, how did that happen? And I think if he makes a heir to the Empire. I've heard there could be an heir to the Empire trilogy. Like a whole trilogy, potentially, after six between seven. Or that at least a nice. movie. At least a movie. Because if I, it, if it I ends like the, like the books, if it ends like the books, it probably might help explain why Luke is the way he is. I know. Like, we need to see how much, like, because he was so upset how Kylo, his own blood, like tore down everything he rebuilt. And even mm. in the Mandalorian, we see him rebuilding that temple. Whatever. What would be nice is the story arc that they should do is um, instead of him seeing Vader, he saw himself in Kylo Ren. Because in the Heir to the Empire, he, he turns to the dark side for a bit. And like throughout the trilogy, Luke turns to the dark side and then he comes back to the light side at the end of the arc. And so... If they want to do a good storytelling, they should probably just say that Luke saw himself in Kylo, and that's why he didn't. He was scared that Kylo would do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but who knows? There's some things they'll never be able to fix, though. Like, like I said, I don't like Rose. Yeah, they'll never be able to fix that. I don't like Rose. (laughs) And like, we have to clarify. This is for everyone listening. To where I do like the sequel trilogy. I don't. I am not a hater. There are still, for me just to say I like and the other trilogy say I adore and love, that means there's obviously things I dislike enough to make me not love it. And one of those is Snoke. Because I'm like, if you see my brackets on TikTok, Snoke's always going to be at the bottom. Because I'm like, wasted what a waste. Potential. Wasted potential. Like a clone that Palpatine made to just kind of be like a puppet. Like, bro, Snoke was menacing. Like, I thought he was, he was scary amazing looking. until they revealed. He died, first of all. And how he was a clone. Yeah, they revealed that early on, episode nine. I was like, what? But even him dying, I was like, what? I thought he was going to be like a Palpatine-style villain, which even though that would have been like kind of replicating those, I still would have been like, all right, well, he's still menacing. I wish they would have done more with like the ancient Sith stuff that they also discussed in that movie. Yeah, they did talk about the ancient Sith in episode nine. Mm-hmm. And like that temple... You yeah, saw all those ancient Sith followers. Yeah. The dagger that was 
use them like they just brought that up and then completely left it alone. Mm-hmm. I don't even mind the idea that Palpatine like had a son, you know, and kind of like created this story where someone who is a descendant of Palpatine is involved with the force like Ray. Yeah. It's like, I'm not against that. I'm just thinking, and I'm not against it being even the character of Ray. I just think we should have been hinted at that. That should have been hinted at us in episode seven, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when, you see that scene where it's like her reaching out, crying, her parents are leaving. And they like you just really I think we saw that in episode eight actually. But like you just don't you don't see it coming. And we needed to have a see it coming moment where it's like we think this is it, and then we have that moment of like, oh my gosh, it is. Yeah. Instead, it's just like well, in I don't the theater. Think, it's like palpatine. I don't think the writers knew what they were doing. Honestly. Well, see, that's you brought this up earlier, and you were correct. So different people are directing Mandalorian episodes, but who is the one writing the story? Yeah. Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. He writes the story of like, this is what's going to happen, but he brings in different directors to give their creative intake, like, take on how that happens, how that looks. Yeah, I love all that. The details. They actually had three different writers for each movie. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams, Writer, director, Ryan Johnson, writer, director, J.J. Abrams again. And J.J. Abrams, they even said, he admitted in the ninth movie, he was just having to fix the stuff that they didn't eat that he didn't like. To where he didn't even get to make the nine he wanted. So it's like all this crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, I like it. I think there's a way they can redeem it. We'll just have to see. Yeah. It's going to take a lot for me to want to like want to like it well i think that'll be a good stopping point for our first episode of the maz Isley boys and i thank you all for listening if you've enjoyed this episode make sure to follow we are on spotify exclusively we will eventually get to a spot in our journey where we would like to start having our face cams and having just that face-to-face interaction with you the listeners so be patient and be excited for that but for now follow us on spotify Share with a friend if you enjoyed it. And give us a five-star rating if you want to see more Star Wars content discussion. Because we have a lot we can talk about. All those times we could could be like, we could go this way. That's a whole different day. Whole nother episode. We could talk about how Star Wars lo-fi sucks. Okay, that's that's a wrap. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed. And we will see you in the next episode of the Maz Isley Boys. Peace.